Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. I'm Trevin Stoltzfus. And if you hear a rumble strip in the background, it's because we are going west on I-70 across Kansas. We've we went ahead and put the truck in uh, cruise control and we're sitting in the back doing a podcast because that's how straight and flat it is. We got Matt Horton who's mm-hmm. at the wheel. Kyle Mickle, Michael. Um, we've had this discussion before. Depends um, which parent. It depends ask. which parent of his you're talking to, whether it's pronounced Michael or Mickle. Yes, sir. I just call him Kyle the man. Oh, I appreciate that. The icon. The nope. icon. Kyle nope. the icon. Nope. No, there's only one icon. That's Levi. Gotcha. Levi the outdoors. Yes, he was awesome. He was awesome. We are on our way back from our 2019 U.S. food plot tour. And the reason I wanted to do a podcast is because uh, I want to just kind of set up. People are always asking us questions about how we do production, how we do this, how we do that, behind the scenes of a outdoor show slash film producer slash podcast slash uh, garage sale management system. (laughs) Um, And so you guys, Kyle... Matt, this is your first, with me, your first field production um, producer's roles. Uh, Both of you guys, we've never uh, worked together. Now, Matt, you actually filmed, uh, it was Lane and Eric's Colorado Mule Deer Hunt. Yep, that's correct. And so this isn't your first rodeo, but this is different than a hunt. Oh, a lot different. I mean, it was it was one of those deals where this is a you're working and you're working. So so what I mean by that is we come out to Kansas and in this trip, we came to Kansas. We left Colorado at like I think we were going to try and leave around twelve thirty. I think we got out of town by one thirty. That put us in Kansas uh, at about one in the morning, one thirty in the morning. The eastern part of Kansas. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of east of Wichita, about seventy miles. We don't want people to think we got lost just trying to get to the Kansas. Oh, no, border. we weren't lost. We were, <laughs> we were, we were, uh, we were headed where we wanted. You know, see, I got the yawns already, and we're. It's because we haven't slept much, but we'll get into that more here in a second. Um, we went there. We got up early. We went, did food plots. We mechanicked. Yes, yes, we did. We fixed broken stuff that we broke, and then we actually put, uh, made some some green ground brown, and now it's going to be green again. Yeah. Because we planted the food plots. We got about an inch or so of rain that night, and then we turned around, jumped in the pickup again, and headed to Missouri and did the same thing. So... I'm going to turn this over to you guys, and I would love to uh, have you guys give your input on what you thought of this trip, what you did. I want you to kind of set the scene of, of what your job was, what you did, what we, some of the projects maybe we worked on, and um, how you thought it was going to be and how it ended up being. Kyle, you want to start it off there? Yeah, sure. Um, it's a first for both. Uh filming photography uh just in general even for something like this with you trevin and 
Um, also, with whitetail, I'm not very familiar with whitetail hunting and the process to uh, even start that. So this was really neat to kind of experience both. Um, it it was it was pretty much everything what I anticipated it was going to be. I think with uh, kind of following around the process and uh, it's it's a little. Uh, common to what i do with work as well uh since i work in the landscape industry and yeah you're not you're not you're you're used to hard work yes uh, the heat the humidity is another story but yeah, yeah but yeah definitely the the work and it it was kind of just a neat to see that process and how some of the farmers uh some of the land out here is used and and more so just even with hunting um so I enjoyed that very much, and and the product that you used to put down that was that was a great experience. So I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I especially enjoyed getting the opportunity to hustle around, trying to switch, you know, from video to photography, and kind of changing your mindset. Um, so that was a little something new, trying to organize myself uh, properly and fast enough to make sure that we can get all the shots we were looking for, and uh, making sure that we're helping out too. Yeah, and, done. And, and let me just jump in here because you guys are both experienced photographers. Yep. That's, uh, if you were to say what you do, uh, would you say it's 90% photography to 10% video? Oh, without a doubt for me. Yeah, yeah, I would say about the same. You know, you dabble in the videography, but photography is my niche, but, you know, slowly transitioning to videography. Okay. So, I... We, we wanted you guys to come out because number one um, we have a, a big a, a huge respect for what you guys do as photography but you understand cameras um, a, a lot of what we do is we're bringing people on uh, that are hunters and we try and teach them to be videographers photographers stuff like that that's tough yes uh, it's, it's tough to do it's not impossible right uh, because what you're doing is you're really giving them a, a, a photography lesson. You're teaching them what you know because we run everything on manual. Um, there's no auto, there's no <laughs> automatic when you're when you're running uh, cameras like we are. And and right now we're primarily running on the Sony platform. Um, we do still have some Canons, but um, but it doesn't matter if you have a Nikon like you, Matt. Yeah. Or uh, you're running on a Sony or a Canon. Uh, the settings are the same the way the shutter speed responds to the camera the way ISO uh, you know all of these different things your your f-stop what it does it does the same thing in each camera so you might have to find out okay where's where's this button where's that button but you know how to run a camera so for us that's a huge plus now the difference the difference comes in the video part Yes, and I think in the uh, the way that we the franticness that's it right there of a work yep. trip, and then at the same time saying, "Hey, we want to get these shots. We want to get these shots. Hey, we need to do some wasp tech talks. Hey, we need to get this uh, Onyx uh, promo done. Hey, let's make sure we get these shots of." Bam, 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 you know, whatever it might be. Yep. So, and I, and that's what I think I kind of enjoyed. It's, it's something different um, than obviously what I'm used to. If I've, I've done a little bit, you know, videos for myself and then post them to YouTube. You kind of see what it is that you're doing. You have time to set up. 
set up the whatever you, you get a number a number of times you get to try it and still you know whether or not it turns out okay is the, another story but this in a situation where you're moving extremely fast you got to make sure your audio's right the exposure's right yeah. and still getting the job done at the same time and this this like you had mentioned wasn't even a hunt this is just the pre to the hunt and it was still just as frantic so i can only imagine how it's going to be during during a hunt like you had met you know trying to make the adjustments as you, as you're on the go making it much more uh, simple for yourself and organized so everything so you get all the shots you need right yeah, yeah that's why i see a big difference from photography photography to videography is you know you can take a hundred photos of the same thing pick out the best one you want and there's not that much time involved uh, between taking 100 photos but with video right I mean 10 15 seconds if you miss the shot or whatever and if you want to redo it or if it was something that was in the moment you know that takes a lot of time to either recreate that do the setup make your adjustment adjustments make sure the audio is correct so that's a, a big learning curve of trying to like as you said get the job done trying to balance not only the settings but the framing the timing um, the audio so many other scenarios so that you can kind of move on to the next thing well and there's a lot to think of and, and i even had the little pep talk with you guys before we got there about how the you know some of my quirks and i hope i preface which are quirks well, they're they're good you well, were it was good i mean the fact that i'm a little bit driven especially yes. in, you know you you saw me I'm, I'm literally going you know 90 miles an hour because i know maybe we 95 have this, yeah exactly <laughs> we have this limited amount of time to get all this work done Yet on the creative side, we need this content to tide us over to next year. Right. So this is it. Yeah. Now, we could go, okay, let's put a week aside to do food plots. And maybe you do a one food plot a day. And you, that, I, my life is too dead gum busy. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And so our, just like in a hunt, we're different in some regards and we're the same in a, in a lot when it comes to hunting outdoor content producers. A lot of them are good at capturing the action in the moment. You get the realism of the emotion, you get the realism of what's going on, and boom, you're, sno you're stopping time, as Aaron Snyder says. Mm. You're capturing time. Right. Well, then you have the creative producers that are doing content where they're doing stuff and then if they need to go get more stuff they go back well right. well we're 11 hours away <laughs> we ain't going back yeah right and um it's like in a hunt you're not going to get that bull elk to walk back through your frame right you do weddings right yeah so uh, yeah, have you ever done weddings never done a wedding okay good for you um uh, he's I don't a, think he, I can handle he's that kind a of pressure <laughs> but Kyle can you imagine having a bride right you miss those shots and 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 Ooh. that and that reveal with her dad or whoever's walking her down the aisle and you miss that right oh Holy. You're, yeah, you're done you're done yeah well that's a similar What's the word I'm looking for? A similar pressure, a similar it is. Uh, scenario. Yeah, yeah, but I it's mean, it's, it's even more than a scenario. Yeah. It's a, it's the, it's almost the, the reveal, the climax of this thriller or of this huge anticipation revealed. Um, you miss that, you're done. Well, right. hunting is some kind of similar. 
in order for us to tell the story, we need these assets. One of the assets that we were getting this weekend, it might make a 30-second appearance on a show. It might make a, a minute appearance on the show. We don't know. Because right. it's all about the storyline. But it is definitely part of the storyline of that hunt. And that's what we have fallen in love with so much with Whitetail is that process, that chess match that is Whitetail. And it goes on all year. You know, from February when I'm looking at trail cameras, just hoping that buck that I wanted made it through. And then there I see him and he made it through hunting season and it's February and he's still carrying his antlers and I know it's him. And then boom, we find his sheds. Or maybe we do, maybe yeah, we don't. Right. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so and, and from then on, it's, you know, maybe it's spring food plots. Maybe it's some supplemental feed. You know, maybe it's just trying to keep pressure off them. Because as they're coming out of that winter, they've got to bounce back. They've got to, you know, they're going to start, uh, they're going to start calving if they're elk. They're going to start fawning if they're deer. And, and then the mothers need the nutrient, you know. So it starts to build there. Then it's summer. And now we're looking at bucks and you're starting to see growth. Yeah. And, and, th- and then we're planting fall food plants and then we're looking at trail cameras of these gorgeous velvet bucks and then come you know the first part of september they're shedding their their uh, their velvet and now all of a sudden you've got this is the crop if you will to use the farming term yeah of what you're gonna hunt doesn't it you know i've got one buck in kansas called blades i've never seen him in person never seen him with my own eyes that's what we're saying he's a night night walker yeah. well and or or yeah, he just moves where I'm not, right? Yeah. But I got him on trail camera. Yeah, that's good motivation to yeah. kind of do what we're doing, doing the uh, the food plots. Because you're right, you you hope he uh, stays attracted to your property. It gets that growth from maybe that spring plant, yeah. uh, and then keep him around so that you could uh, harvest and, him. And even to even past hunting season to give him the the nutrients and the, uh, the, as Nick Percy with Killer Food Plot says, the groceries to to recover after the rut right. through a hard winter. So, okay, that's the little, kind of the backdrop of that. So with that in mind, and with what we did, let's talk through some of the projects we did. I don't want to get too much into the technical aspect of food plots. Nick and I did a bunch of podcasts on that, um, of exactly what we did. This is more about our job mm-hmm. as video, photo, um, even even audio like what we're doing now, right. content creators. Um, let's uh, get, I know we have had a plan um, to shoot a day in the life of the boot, which this is for Mindel USA, uh, Mindel Boots. Um, my buddy Phil Francone, is uh runs that company and they're the mindle boot uh distributor for the united states um the idea that we had and we even looked at a couple of different things was this idea of of watching a boot throughout a year from its perspective which is cool yeah we've all seen that yeti commercial um uh, jeff simpson did years ago where he had the gopro on the back of the truck and it basically was a collage that the, the Yeti always sat, sat in the same place. And it was basically a, a, go, a collage of GoPro 
in the back of that pickup going throughout the season. So it's kind of similar to that in that it's all the things you do in your boots. From uh, and we really needed to kick it off. Although I had my my Mindles, I my new uh, my new boots. I'd already been wearing them because I wanted to break them in, <laughs> and um, so we we wanted to to have to capture that idea of the guy. And this is uh, basically from the knee down, so you don't even know it's me. Heck, I could be telling you it's me, and it's it could be Lane or it could be one of you guys right. in that boot. But it's just that it identifies with anybody. So they, right. you know, so we did this one shot where we kind of had the tractor in the background, and and I came out and I had uh, my old pair of Mindles, which are I think three or four years old, and they look like they're twenty five years old. I mean, I'm yeah, just just Put those a beating. Yeah, and so I walk in with those. There's a new pair of Mindles in a box, and I, uh, you know, walk up and kind of. Put, switch those out, you know, and then and then walk out of frame. And then w- what are some of the other shots? We, we did one shot. Hopping on the four-wheeler. Yeah, we were, oh, where we were like, yeah. okay, now it's time to go to work. And yeah. so we're hopping on the four-wheeler. We did one shot, which I'm really excited about, where we were doing food plots and, yeah. uh, you know, the boots walk through the frame. Uh, uh, As and I'm, I'm running a cedar. Yeah. No. And, and, then, and then the tractor's in the background, you know, with the low F stop for the, you camera geeks out there. A low F stop kind of out of focus, and, and it's giving that – perception of you know doing work and and then we did a couple others like that yeah for this now the plan is as we go on in the hunting season at each of these hunts we will do two or three of these um ideally incorporating camp life hunting and even some recoveries of some critters in order to to bring that whole season of a boot or the life a day in the life of the boot uh, uh bring those together and have this whole collage right Um, right. so that was one of the projects and that's and that's where i see the pressure right there from from my perspective um as well maybe maybe matt can relate to this too but so the perspective you have for that too so distance range the, the the overall framing of that picture that's where i see that challenge for somebody just coming into it so the making sure everybody's on the same page and making sure everyone has that same mindset for what that frame is supposed to look like. So as you go through this season or whoever that is on, like you had mentioned, whoever's in that boot, whoever's hunt that is, or what time of the year it's on is making sure that everybody's on that same, same page. Cause Matt and I may not even be on any of those, uh, filming, right, you know, right. so, so it that's, could be, it could be five different videographers yeah. and you miss that. You miss yeah. that shot. What I was thinking about this too, guys, tell me what you think of this, but I'm thinking, uh, you know, we're shooting everything in 4k. What I'm thinking about doing is taking a frame that we know. Okay. I like this framing and this size mm-hmm. because we have the ability to push in a little bit, pull, you know, whatever we need to, because it is 4k and maybe take a screen grab. Oh yeah. So then as we're going through, when I talk about, yeah, I want to be knees down that we have, or maybe even maybe some takes, you know, render yeah, out, exp- export yeah. a couple of, yeah. of sample shots where I could say, okay, here's what I'm thinking. So that then that person can go, okay, and set it up because it's hard for me because this has all been conceptual in my mind and I'm trying to explain it to you guys. Yeah. And that's one big thing too, is that we're all 
pretty creative and I would say and so yeah so when you have one thing in your mind it may come out differently because I you know just the way it's explained or I have something in my mind too and it's different for us to try to collaborate to be on the same page yeah and 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 if we get too many creative minds and I'm sure you guys have been in a situation like this you get too many creative minds in the same room you don't get crap done no right you know you really yep. don't you the creativity can get out of hand yeah so there has to be the creativity but then there has to be the structure of oh right. okay we've already made the decision this is what I want it to look like yep. I know Matt you have a great idea here but it doesn't fit into this right so, so we have to kind of uh, be able to direct that creativity in a way that it's actually useful yeah creativity can be uh it can be a curse in a way when when you're focused on a project and you end up uh wandering uh, chasing something so i guess i guess there is something to be said for having a concrete plan like that project where we you know with the boot and 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 understanding how it needs to look in my mind and then being able to communicate that to you or somebody else that's perhaps going to be working in that same capacity on a hunt hundreds of miles away they still have to be able to capture what we need to capture so um yeah lots lots of of ideas on how to pass that communication on whether that be a screen grab so that we can show them what we've already done what what we're already doing and then build towards uh build build towards being able to replicate that in different situations to tell the story we want to tell right so right i think that's That's a big help for for us at least for me anyway to have that direction coming into something like this too right having a good idea of what you're looking for what your expectations are and you know we just follow that so as like you said as, as creative as minds as we want to have it's let's stick to that idea right yeah yeah, yeah. it's pretty neat to hear your because you're very creative you've been doing this for a long time and have uh, created a lot of great content so it's really cool to try to get your idea completed or accomplished and so it's it, it requires us to you know think outside the box with you and, and make your uh, idea come alive so well and you know it's like you were you were telling me something about uh the drone mat yep and you were getting this and i had this idea this shot i wanted and you're like well we had some battery issues and 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 i'm like i don't care about any of that right and it wasn't that i don't care it's that okay did we get the shot or not how do we need to remedy that so we can get the shot um you know for me because if you handed me a drone i guarantee you it would take me a while. I'd, I'd figure it out. I'd figure it out. There's something to be said for practicing flying those things, right? right? To understand how to get this shot or that shot. Same thing with the camera that you're unfamiliar with. You'll get the shot. It might take longer. Well, you guys have a lot more experience in that. I, that's not my strength. That's that's not my job. Right. Or it, as I would used to say, that's not my job. <laughs> okay? Because I do other things and um i'm i'm going to stick to that because if i don't empower you guys you creative guys to do and 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 bring my vision to fruition uh then 
the next thing you know, I'm doing everything. And that's not why I got into this business. I got in this business to work and to be able to share my adventures, but it's the camaraderie of this. Right. I mean, I have come and done food plots, just me and Phil. No cameraman. No, it's just not as much fun. No. No, this was a blast. Yeah, I mean, it's time. fun. We're joking around. We're working hard, but we're joking around and stuff like that. So that's the other thing about um, hunting with somebody else. Um, it goes along with it. A lot of people, you talk about these guys that I could go out and 10 days backcountry all by myself. You know what? To me, that sounds like a horrible 10 yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. Not because of the hunting, but because I like people. Right. And so for me, some people are energized by getting away from people. I'm energized when I'm with people, especially people I like. Right. And I enjoy being around. And so the camaraderie of a hunt, along with the, to me, the camaraderie is part of the adventure because it's the memories when you're sitting around a campfire in 15 years and you're thinking back on your elk hunt from last year okay what are the things that stick out in your memory it probably won't be the inches of antler you probably no. won't remember well that bull scored xyz it'll probably be the trials always it always is the the yeah. the joy you know um, the 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 preparation that you had to get to to get to that moment and I always say that that's that's part of the adventure for me is the getting there and who I'm with right and I think that's something that um, why I've enjoyed this process so much a lot of my hunting uh, hasn't been with others typically it's uh, I solo most almost all the hunts uh, Matt came out last year when we did antelope, did a little bit of the photography, um, but but that was about it. I mean, that's about as far as it goes when I've when I've met up with people, and I, I enjoy the solo time. But I, I like you had mentioned the time; it's the experience of getting up there, trials, errors, yeah. um, you know, the experiences up close to next to those animals, and that's the one thing that I hope to experience moving forward and and being in through the process of hunting and outdoors is meeting more people which i have in the last five years mm-hmm. i've met a lot i've met you guys obviously yep. so it's been uh it's been a great experience and that's far. what kyle and i were talking about earlier today is that how how we met we just met at the camera <laughs> store and he happened to have a kafaru shirt on and then i'm like oh this guy hunts um or at least does something in the outdoor industry so uh so we just got to talking and the next thing you know we we, we swap numbers we start talking about photography then next thing you know we're on a hunt together so i think really in as you Trevon, you mentioned that um just being around people i feel like in the hunting community most people are like that it's it's about coming together uh and sharing stories but just having those laughs having those good times helping each other out whether it's with with hunting or outside hunting in personal life and that's what's really cool is that you you go from just hunting um to creating friendships and the next thing you know you're you know doing barbecues together you're helping each other with yard work you're living living life you're you're living life and and, and you just expand because it's kind of what we're here for it's a lifestyle what we're here for is to not just do everything solo even though there you know that has its place but you know creating friendships you know and we all have the same passion it just creates a stronger uh bond Right. Uh, is what I'd say. No, I I, I think that's good. I, I, I you see that at competitions like the Alpha Bow Hunting. Yes. You know, I mean, we've we met a lot of great, great, and they're the the lifelong friends. 
right. um, through that, and and it's because it's it's a like-minded group of people coming together for a common goal, and uh, I think that's cool. I think that's cool. Well, let's talk about some of the other projects we did here. We did, um, you know, and it's not always easy. Um, you know, the the idea of uh, going out even in a situation like this where it's wham bam you know and you're on to the next thing and you're trying to it's hot <laughs> it's hot it's, it's humid hot. Yeah. but you're trying to get a workload that is heavy uh just in general like if you had two days to do food plots and you got rain coming in and you're trying to crush you're trying to get as much done as possible and let's forget about the cameras that's yeah. hard enough but now we're doing it, and now we're you guys are trying to document what we're doing in real time, in natural. Where I'm not an actor, um, you know, I I, I I want it to come across natural because it is natural because is. you're literally filming what we're doing, yeah. trying to portray this, and um, you know, I'm uh, I think of some of the hiccups it, uh, we talked. Uh, I did a little thing where I, I had some uh, just incredibly intelligent remarks about Onyx hunting you did. maps, and and um, you were uh, messing around with some equipment, doing some different changing, playing around with this uh, the your Ninja, which is a recording device in and of itself, on top of being a monitor, and um, and and you we, mount the microphone on top, you right. can wherever yeah. it just so so, yeah. and you were playing around, and you ended up. Uh, we didn't get good audio because of the fact that you were uh, experimenting with different setups in this net. So then we look at it and we go, oh shoot, we didn't get that. Well, I don't do things from a script. I never have. I'm always... And you're amazing at it. Uh, well, it's because I have a lot of practice gabbing. Um, <laughs> it, it, and so then for me to go and say it again, unless it's right after, I can usually maybe reword a few things right. and, and, and make it more concise and shorter. But in that situation, we're like, well, we'll get it tomorrow. Well, we didn't get right. it the next day. Yeah. And we didn't get it the next day. Yeah. We literally got it this morning yeah. when we were finishing off the last food plot because we knew we needed to get that piece. And I, it was different. I think I got the, I, 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 I expressed the same um, communication using different words, perhaps. Right. But I think we, I think we were able to share the same thoughts on how we use Onyx, and especially as a Western uh, show, we were considered a Western show. We live in Colorado, right? We hunt a lot of elk, a lot of mule deer, but we use Onyx probably more in our Midwest whitetail type of settings, Eastern, right. you know, our whitetail settings, because, uh, and so I'm trying to explain that and why if people aren't using Onyx hunts. Uh, you know, uh, uh, for whitetail, they're really missing the boat. Um, and then, in a situation like that, we lay that footage down. And I'm not a big fan of the talking head. We've right. we've talked about this. I like to uh, show the the speaker so that you can identify who's speaking. But then we're going to go and show footage of what they're talking about, which we got a ton of because we were talking about food plots and we're talking about land, um, private. Uh, you know one private property boundary uh you know up next to another private and maybe you don't have access to this and how you know we were talking through that and we have all this footage that we can do so it's it was pretty incredible and we 
we had the opportunity too to spend some time with some amazing individuals Nick Percy with Killer Food Plots yeah, great guy. Phil Francone uh, Mindle USA of course who were really looking at, at creating this life of the boot for um, and then uh, and then, then coming to Missouri and, and meeting the, the infamous <laughs> Nelly right. and his boys and then of course AR and you didn't get to meet Trav but uh, he was actually moving his folks around um, they're m- moving houses um, so he was busy all weekend um, so you didn't get to meet them but just great people and I've met all of these people through this passion mm-hmm. that I get to experience in a different way but but not in a different way I mean whether you're hunting with a boat or we are hunting with a camera there's still a connection to what's happening um you guys you, you probably saw some of this on that utah mule deer hunt uh, matt that you did with uh, lane and and uh and eric and um speaking of deer there's deer over there yep yep, yep. Uh, you you literally you connect on how do I say this I lost my train of thought it's because of the deer yeah, yeah thanks my, a lot man <laughs> well I thought it would be a good tie in because you no. said the deer hunt and then all of a sudden cue the deer and then there's the deer oh I remember what I was saying see what happens when you get old yeah. not only does your testosterone drop but <laughs> yeah. but you, your memory starts to go yeah. uh, and you gotta pee all that the time yeah. um w- <laughs> When you're filming a hunt, at least when I was filming hunts a lot, my adrenaline was probably every bit as high as the actual person hunting. That, that is 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 true because this that was my first. It was Colorado. It was Colorado. Uh, we're going to Utah this year, but oh yeah, Colorado yeah, mule deer. Yeah, it was Colorado, mm-hmm. and so you know I've always hunted and just taken pictures you know after the fact and then this is my first opportunity to film a hunt and I was kind of nervous because I'm like you know I don't know what to expect but I've hunted but what I do as the cameraman but once I got there and really you know you know I watched hunting shows and I'm like I know I need to try to capture the moment try to capture just what happens before during and after the hunt and just feelings and what you know where you're scouting and what's going through the hunter's mind right and I'm like I put myself in that shoes and say you know hey this is how I would feel so that's how I, or this is what I you know goes through my mind let me try to capture that so when I was on the hunt I said I don't think I'm gonna be that nervous because you know I'm just a cameraman I don't have anything really relying on it because for some reason I just said, well, you know, I just, I'm just a cameraman. I'm just capturing footage. But once we got there, once we started, you know, we saw the deer and actually decided to go after, you know, this deer or that deer, then, you know, I started thinking, I said, wow, this is cool. Like, right. and then, you know, when you're trying to stalk, you're doing the same thing as the hunter. You're trying to, you know, uh, be as quiet as possible, but you're also still trying to get the shot. You're trying to do it over the shoulder. You're trying to get the angle because, you know, that's what the viewers want to see. And that's what, you know, we want to make sure to, to capture that. But my adrenaline was rushing probably just as much. Oh, easily. Um, being easily. there because you are a part of the hunt. Right. And that's what people uh, don't understand that haven't tried this is that you do have to be as quiet. You, you, you still have all the scent. You still have, you, there's nothing worse than being a cameraman who blows a stock for your hunter. <laughs> and that's pressure. Yeah. That's pressure, yeah. So it's kind of cool. Um, 
so there's that tie-in to the hunt. I think that's where I was going with it. There's that tie-in to the hunt of, <clears throat> although you're not hunting with a bow or, an, or a rifle, you got a camera and you're hunting with it. So, <coughs> I think that's I think that's pretty cool though. My dad doesn't hunt, but yet he loves to hunt with a camera. Right. And he's always said that. He said, you know, I'm just, I, 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 don't, I don't have a big desire to shoot anything. Um, and, and he's, you know, you say, well, don't you want to be, have that connection with your food? And he goes, no, I'll just have the connection of me going and buying it at the store. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? He's just matter of fact about it. Yeah. And he doesn't apologize or anything, but he loves the camaraderie. He loves the adventure of it. He just doesn't want to pull the trigger. Yeah, and that's one and that's thing. that's totally fine. Yeah, because that's one thing now being a cameraman. You know, if we don't draw tags, then we can go still, you know, still be a part of the hunt. And that, that that's what's cool. It's almost like you said, you're hunting with the camera, so you don't need a tag uh, to be able to hunt with the camera. And I think that's another cool I, thing. I will say this, though. I think that will lessen. You'll find that as you guys do this more, there will, there will be a division there will be a point when you're like okay this is still cool but i want to to have that one-on-one experience yeah and 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 so one of the things we try and do is we try and make it so that we have enough resources and cameramen that guys can go on their hunts because in a situation you find a great hunter a great who's also a great cameraman well all of a sudden you're taking their hunting season away from them yeah, right. Their passion. Right. And yeah, and you will literally suck the lifeblood out of them yeah, because right. they give up. They think it's their passion to film. Some people, it is their passion to film. But most of these people that are hunters, their passion is hunting. Right. And it's not the same. There's something about when I take a good shot, recover that bull or that that elk uh, that deer that whatever it might be there's something different about when I video it for someone else but I've been doing it a long time right okay it's still very special don't get me wrong and I'm, I'm not trying to sound like I'm I'm selfish but but I just I'll be honest with you guys because you are new to this that it's not the same it feels the same right now but it's not the same that's so because I, it's new right, right. It, 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 and I, yeah. but I want you guys to understand that so that you don't feel guilty about putting up boundaries for your hunting time you yeah. need that you need to be able to make this about the adventure and, and you need to participate fully in that Sometimes we get real fortunate and, you know, a cameraman will draw a goat ta- mountain goat tag or, you know, or a, a big orange sheep or something like that. And we want to be able to really ca- capitalize. It's yeah, a little participate bit. Participate in something yeah. like that. That's an experience yeah. that not everybody gets to, right. to have. So. And, then, and then when you do it, you have that memory forever. Right. It's right. really special because I look back on the last 15 years of my hunting career if you want to call it that my (laughs) hunting adventures and i have probably over 90 percent of them on film yeah that's amazing yeah that's That's really cool to look back on yeah that's pretty impressive so um anyway okay uh switching gears a little bit let's talk through some of what you guys thought 
in regards to what you expected this to be and what it was? Well, as far as, you know, doing this project to be able to capture, uh, uh, you know, the, the process of the day in the life of a boot and then the killer food plots and then with mountain ops, uh, you know, there was a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that we had to accomplish and we we're trying to beat the rain. Right. So that, that put a little bit more pressure to, to get the shot, move on to the next versus we can just take a little bit more time uh, to, to, if the shot wasn't right, to keep doing it, uh, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, some of the expectations were there as Garrett kind of outlined the shots that he wanted. You've told us the shots that you wanted, um, but then trying to mix in also being a helping hand. You know, if we weren't right. if we weren't filming, right. being able to hand you some seeds so you don't have to walk all the way back or bring it to you or, or clean up the food plot, getting the bigger boulders out or uh, lifting that god awful Harold, uh, yeah, oh. whatever you call it, uh, <laughs> I hate untangling that. that. Yeah. Uh, but then you know, also then trying to capture the shot because. We know y'all had to get your the work done because we're you know facing time and the in the rain, but also to do the project that you guys hired us to do um, to to capture that shot. So I will I will say this about you two: you guys both were plugged into the urgency, and I've I've worked I've had some guys come run camera, and that's all they do. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't they're not plugged into the urgency of what it is we're doing. In my opinion. That's key because if if you truly understand the urgency of it, you will shoot it in a way that that captures some of that urgency versus if you're so locked into the old creative mindset of this is the creative shot that I'm going for, it's never going to get done. Right. Right. Because I warned you guys, I was very honest about me in that situation and yep. how I have come across to other guys about being, hey, let's, you know, drive, 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 because I'm focused in them. And, and I'm not so focused on what you're doing. I'm focused on what I'm doing, which was putting right. food plots in. But what you guys did by freeing me up to be focused to that, you're actually getting better more natural raw footage versus me being worried about what you two were doing yeah. and trying to play to the camera. Well, especially since we had so many things go wrong. We had, you know, the, <laughs> this is a whole other segment, but, you know, we had the tra uh, the tire fall off the tractor and us, you know, taking an hour, hour and a half to try to put that thing back oh, on. Oh, come on. We did it in then, less than 45 minutes. Well, you and I did. Yes. When we got back. Right yeah, this well, year. I guess we struggled <laughs> with it. We had to wait for your, the intelligent minds to come back, but then, you know, the, the cedar, the, those wheels came off and then we had to put that on and then the pan kept breaking then you know the debacle of you losing the uh um the, the oh, water the, weight, the, the barrel, the, the weight. It was the, the, the roller, roller. The roller. The roller. You oh. know, so we had so so then, you know, we're trying to get out, we have a long drive. Um, the the great thing about, you know, Kyle and I being on the same page is that when something came up, we each had our own kind of idea of like, hey, you know, I'll go fly the drone, Kyle, you go, you know, take the gimbal. Um, so we kind of divided and conquered because you're right, if we both try to get the same shot, you know, we're stumbling over ourselves, especially when uh, we know y'all have to try to get stuff done. So well, I think, and, the, and the other right. thing I liked about it is you guys, both of you have your own creativity and you're, you're going to look through a filter a certain way and see a shot a certain way. What happens all too often is when you train a hunter to be a cameraman, let's say, using right. this for example, mm -hmm. I train them, here's this, here's these ideas, and a few of them stick. 
but only a few of them because it's like drinking out of a fire hydrant, yeah. right? It's a lot of information when they're I'm t- showing them what ISO is. You know, oh, when yeah, do we change? Cool. I mean, I've, that's, I've, that's get, a whole nother I've given them yeah. all this information on how to run this camera. And then on top of that, I've given them information on how to frame a shot and how to, so they can only retain so much. I didn't have to worry about that with you guys because you had that basic knowledge, that basic, uh, that basic uh, instinct and experience of how to frame a shot. And then, so when we get footage back, whether it's coming from Kyle or Matt, whether it's a drone, whether it's a gimbal, whether it's a freehand, whether it's a time lapse, whether you know whatever it is, there's enough of variety in there. Slow motion, uh, you know, regular 24p, you know, all of these varied and and unique but creative shots can now be mixed together. Yeah. I'm a firm believer that when you compose the same shot time after time after time after time you it loses its power yeah value yeah. it definitely does yeah, it doesn't tell a story it, it, that well it, it, yeah i mean you would think well it's consistent yeah but the consistency of a close-up shot versus a wide wide angle shot why would i use those because i'm trying to communicate a different uh portion of the story right um, you know, I, I, I use the old uh, that Last Chance You, um, which is on Netflix. And uh, just a disclaimer, there's really foul language. So if you're younger and you want to go watch that because I said so, ask your parents first. Um, <laughs> but they establish in a lot of opening sequences maybe they finish a little portion of a storyline and they're going to something else maybe it's the next day some people use time lapses to show a a change of of time they use this wide a fixed wide angle shot of the football field nobody's on it it's just this empty huge football field and it's powerful um the, the idea of capturing emotion with a close-up shot of the eyes or, you know, all of these different things, uh, these different composition of shots, not to mention how you shoot them, whether it's a rack focus, all these different things play in. And then all of a sudden now you have these raw materials, just like you're building a clay pot or, or whatever. The better the raw materials the better the experience that comes with those raw materials the better the art artistry that comes in you're going to get a better product without a doubt yeah. so yeah without a doubt and i think the expectation i had with going into this too was um was about what it was with the exception of the rain and the, the work that we did when you when you say seeding planting yeah like you know yeah that's, you, you you've you've been down that road you own a landscape company you 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 understand the need to get things done quick yeah. especially with the rain coming yeah. in you know we weren't sure what the weather was going to do so right. it's uh and that, that that's fun and that's a big reason yeah. why i don't film or photograph anything that we do it's it's tough to take the time to, to pull away from the can you know grab a camera and take pictures it's usually a late fall early spring opportunity after the work's already been done yeah and uh, you know to be honest I'll, i was probably a little nervous just because you know we did have a certain amount of days but you know this is my first time to really do 
more, you know, so, so exact content of what, you know, what we're going there to do versus, you know, you're capturing a hunt well you're letting the hunt kind of unfold uh, in front of you. So you have to react to that per right, se. Right. You know, you can do some stuff at camp and some stuff, you know, when you have some downtime before and after the hunt, even, you know, if you're t- yeah. eating lunch. But here is that y'all were working. So we had to make sure to not get in the way uh, because you had to get it done. And I think, you know, especially the expectations of, we knew on paper what the expectations were, but because we were we were kind of not drinking from a fire hose, but there were a lot of stuff going on between uh, everybody seating and uh, you know we had to get drone shots, we want to get right. close up shots, we want to get long angle shots, we want to get wide angle shots, we wanted to, to get over the shoulder shots, we wanted to get you know capture the story of all the processes of everything, and it's kind of like whoa, this is going to be a lot, like you know that nervousness of. You know, me personally, like, I want to do a good job because I like doing this. So I hope mm-hmm. that he thinks, uh, you know, Garrett and, and you uh, think, oh, they're, you know, they did what they needed to do. At right. least they worked. They may not have gotten the best shots, but, hey, they were, you know, trying to get angles. They were flying the drone. They were doing the gimbal. They were doing everything. And so. Well, and my, you talked about this earlier, yeah. too, about how important that is. And in, in we're out here for four days to get the shots that we need to get. Because we're eleven hours away, we're not coming back to grab those, and, yeah. and that is and, and that is an advantage. Second chances at at that stuff. It's and it is. I mean, I've always thought, man, how cool would it be to have? I mean, we are really fortunate. Let's let's just stop. We can go. I can be in Rocky Mountain National Park, you know, in some really good elk habitat really quickly. Yeah. So I'm not whining. Right. But one of the things I think of is I know people that literally, let's go out to grandpa's outside of town and that's where we hunt, right? Yeah. And that farm. And they can be in... So uh, we have some advantages that other film producers or content creators don't have as far as where we live. So I'm not complaining. But I will say this. You guys did... You were Johnny on the spot in some situations, and then I'd look around, and you're doing something freaking, uh, like, creative or, or you know. Uh, uh, the, here's an example. I look over, and you're interviewing Levi. Yep. You know? And, of course, for those of you who follow the show, Levi is an eight-year-old boy uh, with, uh, if you ask him, the experience of a 40-year-old man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's okay. an incredible kid. And he is. An icon. He, he's, he is an icon. Um, Levi is hilarious, number one. What comes out of his mouth is just hilarious. And number two, he was really a pretty good helper. Oh, he's a great helper. Oh, yeah. And, um, Wanted to be in but, everything. But, but his, his outlook... On, on what you're doing and I mean he was leaning over there and you're sitting there videoing great. him asking him questions and so for me I look at that and I'm on the I think I was on the roller at that time you were prior to the, um, the, the 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 case of the disappearing roller which we'll get into <laughs> in a second um, we're I'm running the roller finishing this food plot and um, I look over and you're interviewing interviewing him which that's exactly what yep. we need 
And that's what's funny. It was funny because I, I didn't really pick up on that until I kind of walked over and I saw Kyle had the camera kind of pointed to him and was asking questions. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's interviewing, which is, and I thought, I said, that's very creative that Kyle's going to implement that because, you know, you know, Levi's going to be on that property. He's been on the show before, probably be on it again. So it's pretty neat to, to involve him in that. So I said, oh, it would be cool to get some shots of Kyle interviewing him. So, you know, so I got, while he was posing, like you said, on the uh, Ranger, I got some photos of him right. that, you know, he may look back on or his mom may like, you know, or, or um, um, AR may like, but it was cool because maybe by picture, you can kind of capture him in his almost natural environment. Right. Just yeah. being a young, a, a, a young, young man at eight years old w with his personality, he was always willing to help, always wanting to, you know, you know, be in the shot, you know, per se. <laughs> uh, hey, can I do this? Can I do that? Always wanting to drive the things, um, the Ranger and stuff around. But, um, you know, that cre it was it was cool to have a personality there. But with Kyle's creativity, that was a, a definitely a cool uh, uh, aspect a of it. That was an elbow shrug, though. Let me know. Hey, get this. I mean, he's he's a good kid. Yeah. And he's you should have heard him talk about his hunt. It's too dear he had. Yeah, kids are a little funny. bit more awesome. animated oh, did you with get, that stuff. Did you get him talking about his 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 buck that he got? So I yeah, need to look stupid, at that because yeah. I'm actually going to start working on that show. Oh yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. It might be some really, really good audio. He's got a lot of good hand gestures. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. Note to self. Yeah. We I need to we need to we need to think about that because I was actually I did a podcast with him after. Um, you know, after he killed his deer and stuff, because okay. I wasn't with him. But we do have it on film. Well, Close. AR has it on film. Okay. And it's a simple little film. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a dad filming his son, right? He's trying to coach him, and at the same time, film. So it's. He it, talked about that too. Yeah. Really often. It's not, you know, it's it's not me being because I I usually come up and I film their youth rifle, and I got to film him kill his first deer, and it was super special. Okay. But one of the things I will say. Uh, in regards to AR, he's a good dad, number one. But he, uh, it's 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 very difficult when he's trying to film and to keep, you know. And he did it also with his daughter, Addison. That's um, cool. You know, he's filming her kill her first deer, and or her first buck, and he's so he's he's wanting to capture it on film, but he's also trying to coach her through relax, you know, all, all that type of stuff. So, anyway, it's 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 interesting. Um, but that's good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you did that because I yeah. might use that in the show. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, so, you guys, as you look back now, thoughts on anything we could have done different, better. I would have wanted to be more, a bit more organized personally. It was, it was more so making sure audio was set, and it's knowing my equipment and your equipment. And working together to get that that done. Uh, you made you made a, a comment earlier about making sure you're prepared at the end of the night, then coming out. You know that that way you're 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 not waiting. But it, it, it's that process in general right. of not always. I don't want to have to wait to put my stuff together because I don't want to miss the shot. So that's one that's one big take from this is making making sure all my equipment's all together, easy transfers, kind of uh, um, easy transitions. If I wanted off that that gimbal I can pull it off like I need to I've got my mic set up and it's all done I find every year my first hunt and I don't know if you guys do this with hunting mm -hmm. like when I go on my first hunt it takes me a day to get 
where's where's all my pockets <laughs> yep. yep you know it's kind of the same thing when same you're filming exact thing. Yep. okay what do i need and in this hunt uh or this is what a hunt but in this filming project it was it would be different than a hunt because you would even perhaps need different equipment right but like if we did this for well the last couple of days you guys have been dialed because i think you've worked your right. system yep. out yep. well and matt and i like you had mentioned we kind of just picked up off each other if one was doing something with the gimbal the other one it was just it was yeah. great because yeah. we both had the stuff yeah. we needed so um one thing that <clears throat> I, I always tell people is the field producer's job really really requires him or her to be the first one up and the last one to go to bed yeah down um not that that you have to do that to be successful but what that does is it's the amount of work if you are in a situation a lot of times you're filming till the guys go to bed why because you're getting the camp camp camaraderie well then you got to get everything organized for the next day um dustin was always really good about um basically he would sit up you know maybe have a beer or something at the campfire and we talk and go to bed then we're getting ready to leave where's dustin where's dustin he's in bed and somebody go get Dustin, you getting up? I'm getting up. And he would get up, go brush his teeth, and he'd be in the truck waiting on everybody else. Because he had everything always ready. I mean, it was, he just, he's Smart. like, why would I get up out of bed and sit around and wait on everybody else for 35 minutes who doesn't have their stuff together? Even hunters. Even hunters. Right? Yep. Because some guys, you know how that is, they get up, they don't have their stuff together, so they got to find all their stuff, and they're, and then you're out the door. So yeah, he definitely as a cameraman. That's one thing I realized is that I forgot to plug in the uh, uh, the drone remote. And next thing you know, I have two full batteries for the drone, but the drone remote dies. Right. So when you're you know if you're out on a hunt and you forget to do your batteries every night, or I uh, didn't clear my the SD card on the drone and it and ran out of space, it, yep, yep. and you it's, fill it's it up. Those, those little it's, things that one experience, and this is a yep, great learning tool. Yep. And that's why I invited you guys because here we can stub our toe. Yep. And we, we're fine. Yep. Where if you're out there, imagine that you only have one SD card and that big buck comes out and you fill up the SD yeah. card. Yep. Same thing with, you know, protecting, you know, just as, as speaking from the camera perspective, protecting your gear. Like, you know, you're going to be in dust. You could be in rain, but you still want to get that authentic shot of the weather and the urgency. You know, if it yeah. was raining, you know, scrambling around or. And you we know, had maybe, some weather. Yep. Yep. We had everything yep. from rain pretty pretty good rain to coming to missouri where it was dry as a popcorn fart yeah i mean and dusty and very dusty so um I, I, yeah as I, you can I, tell by my sniffles yeah i think that's definitely uh that that that's key the other thing you contrast that with garrett okay and garrett's a guy he'll go he'll ask me and he does it all the time hey you think you're done tonight you know whatever yeah He's cleaning everything up. He's getting everything dialed in, and he's going to bed because he wants to be the first person out. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's a little different contrasting yeah. styles. But if you look at Garrett's lifestyle, he's an early riser anyway, and he'll be the first one, you know, to admit he's would prefer to be in bed by nine thirty every night. Yeah. 
as I get older, I find myself <laughs> drawn to that because I can get so much done in the morning um, as far as work. But yeah, that's, it's interesting. Um, if you were talking to somebody about doing this, let's, let's just assume that they are in the same boat you guys are where you have a pretty extensive knowledge of cameras, operations, photography. What are some things that somebody wanting to hey I want to I want to take that now I want to film my hunts or I want to do what what would some things be that perhaps some good advice you guys might give somebody? Um, for me, it's because I still do this is learn your camera because you know do your homework because the last thing you want is for that big buck to come out and you didn't have uh, the settings right or you didn't know how to work something. Um, I would say that's the number one thing that I still learn new stuff on my camera um, that I didn't know that could be help and be more efficient. And then I would just say prepare, as you said, you know, charge your batteries, do your SD cards because it's the, the small details of that preparedness. What do they say? The five P's proper preparedness prevents poor performance. Um, I take that to heart because you're right. You only get potentially one shot at certain stuff. And isn't it six C's, six P's? Proper, prepare, proper prepared. preparedness prevents poor perform. Poor performance. Oh yeah, poor. yeah. I'm sorry. Maybe yeah. that's not. Yeah. I thought you said it was a uh, kid-friendly show, so I don't okay, want to add yeah, that yeah, in yeah. there. So well, um, that would be I don't my think piss is a bad word. No, yeah. piss, no. no. piss depends I mean, on your context, be. I guess. But I mean, pissed it, off or you know, yeah. taking I mean, a piss. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know that we should say pissed more than seven times probably in a right. show. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's probably a, a limit to the amount of pisses that you yeah. can yeah. say. Then it starts it, going, beep. Yeah. Yeah. But those would probably be my takeaways. Good, good. Yeah, I think keeping it simple, too. I, I think That's it, good. That's, That's good. I think so many people, I have a couple friends that have been interested, you know, taking, being there, doing photography and videos and whatnot. I think everybody's so focused on having the best of whatever and yep. which it helps don't get me wrong clarity uh you know different settings whatnot on cameras but keep it simple find a camera that that's if lightweight is something you're interested in i think that's that's important you don't want to carry around a an 80d you know 60 camera i mean you guys have had some that you'd use the your cannons that you'd use before yeah, the sony's but, are so much lighter yeah i mean now that you have the ability to do that gopros it, it all depends on what you're looking to get out of it but I think keeping it simple. If if you're looking for audio, I mean, Rode mics made awesome little yeah. little mics that you can use too now. And, and for us, you know, the reason we stuck with the Canon so much was that it was an investment, and we wanted to re reclaim right. our re investment. They're quality cameras. We just put up with the weight. You know, it's it's the Beach Tech. We use a Beach Tech to capture audio. Now we've gone with the Sony's to a different Beach Tech, but it's much lighter and it just mounts on the shoe. And it's, it's something that we can use uh, in the same scope. Right. It's just lighter and easier to use. Um, we had to use the beach tech box because we didn't have a way to plug headphones in when we're piping audio back into our video stream so we're, we're actually capturing audio maybe through lav mic or, or another ambient uh, roadie mic or something right. like that um and but we couldn't monitor it on a 60. there was no headphone jack right so um when we realized that we're like well we need to capture audio. We used to capture it on a Zoom. 
just like what we're oh, capturing okay. this yeah. podcast on. Yeah. Okay. But the problem is you go on a 15 day hunt and you have 15 days worth of audio. It <laughs> is a fun. night. And you know what? You're bound to have run out of batteries and your zoom resets and your dates and your times don't match up. Yep. Yep. And then you have that. And now all of a sudden, everything that you had that you thought was awesome, it's there. Oh, you have it. Right. But you have to go through hours and hours of audio to find that 10-second clip when you said this or when I said this right. to match up the clean audio because the difference between the, the big boys and the wannabes in video is audio. Right. You can have the best video footage in the world, but with horrible audio, there, it's a limitation of what you could do with it. But with a mediocre shot with great audio, you can you can do some incredible things. So audio has always been something we've strived, and we're getting better. We do not, we're not ever satisfied, but we're getting better. So um, anyway, get off my audio soapbox. <laughs> um, but I think that that there's some unique. Uh, there's unique challenges with what we do, especially when you're trying to tell a story. But I, I, I'm always curious because I'm looking through the lens of, you know, 10, 12, really closer to 15 years of, of videoing hunts and, to, and and having come from, I was the guy who went out and, and, you know, my first camera was a PD-150, Sony PD-150, okay? Standard def. Yeah. Because at the time an HD camera was like, 15,000. Oh boy. Okay. True. And so that's what I started filming on. And I had a shotgun mic and I thought I was it. I'm done. I'm ready. I'm set up to film a TV show. Right. I'm a professional. Right. Right. Well, they did say it was a prosumer camera, oh, which yeah. means professional <laughs> consumer, right? And it's it wasn't. But that was my start. And then as I started to go through my evolution or my growth as a field producer filming stuff for other people and then having my own hunts filmed uh, with buddies and this and that and then and then everything changed when I started editing oh my quality what I was looking for all of that changed and really when mirrorless uh, are not mirrorless but but when DSLRs came out and the and the, and the look and that feel uh, it was very different than what we were used to so that, that changed too. And cinematic, trying to get a cinematic look, but yet still be true to the adventure, um, you know, without the, the, the fakeness of retakes and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not a big fan of retakes. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I hate them, to be honest, especially when you see a guy and it's in the action and it's shaky and it's going and then the next thing you know, it's a perfectly still shot from the front of the guy drawing back. Oh, I just hit my mic. You know, from the front of a guy drawing back, and you're and I'm mean, like, I call, I call it that ain't real, right? You know, yeah. that was that was a, that was, and our audience is intelligent enough to to realize, and I'm looking for things that create cohesion, but don't bring you out of the story, right? And in today's day and it's age, flow. with modern documentary, reality TV, you. These, recre these cheesy recreates that people in the outdoor hunting industry think they can get away with and you don't you don't notice them people notice them oh yeah so you know and that's that's something I think as us as you know being greenhorns coming into this too is making sure that we provide 
a very natural organic feel to, to what we want to do too right. and i think you're you, you're helping us along the way with it too so i think one i as i you a little thought come to my mind is as i was talking through that um and i hope i am helping you guys i mean you i, I want to be are. able to yeah, share like it. with you my uh my journey my evolution if you will because um I don't know it all and I don't have it all figured out. This is my style. This is who I am as a field producer, as a as a content creator. Some people might not like it. Yeah, and that's why, okay. Why reinvent right. the wheel? You know, you have tons but of experience. But I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. And and I've seen myself go from that um, video camera running wild type of thing to where we are now. I'd rather see shaky camera footage as you're getting in set but you're capturing my real if it's me maybe it's Mm -hmm. adam maybe it's somebody else whatever um the true and honest reaction when you lay hands on that buck versus what did we always and what do we still always watch they set the deer up and i've done it for years and we're trying to actually get away from this they set the deer up and then they sit behind it and they talk right we don't want to do that anymore. I want to, I just want to go up and just soak that moment in. And I, when I have a conversation with you, I don't want to look at the camera and talk. I want to have a conversation with you because you're the physical body. You guys are there with me. And that's the true camaraderie. Right. And that right there is exactly what I experienced. So this small little tangent off to the side here. Uh, rabbit trails with, are rock, free. Yeah, Dude, right? rabbit trails are free. <laughs> uh, Stuart with Rocky Mountain. Met him last year right. in the woods. Uh, My neighbor and yep. our local bow shop. Right. And uh, ran into him as I was tracking my, my elk last year. After you'd shot it, right? After I'd shot it. Uh-huh. And these guys come through the trees and they helped me. They asked, you know, do you want help come and, you know, try to track? And I said, of course, yeah, I'd, I'd be real happy to. And they, they followed around. But before I walked up to that bowl, he goes, wait, 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 wait. Let me have your camera to film it and I'm so happy he did that I would have never thought of that because I would, I'm on a solo hunt I don't uh, that's just not where my mind's at and I, I have that video saved and I, I'll never forget like the experience that I have in that moment was, was so real that's priceless yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. without a doubt like with that, yeah. and, that, and, and that's you so have important. the memory burned in your mind, with, yep. but it's not the same as what really happened right and I find that over time your memory it gets yep. diluted yep. or things that didn't have I mean, at least with as me. you push more in there yeah yeah <laughs> so so i think that is so key but here's the deal you need somebody there to do you it do. Yeah. you do you do i i don't like the selfie thing here's why right i don't want to turn the camera inward i want to turn it outward okay so i the reason i started this is i want to capture what i'm seeing okay now, sometimes on my adventure, I have a cameraman over me, so I'm in the shot. Mm-hmm. But it's still capturing the adventure as I'm seeing it, real. But the moment I turn that camera on me, then I feel as if, like in a selfie type mode, it takes the takes the focus, focus. Yep. off the animal, the animal and that adventure. Now. You could say, okay, well, what's the difference between your cameraman turning the camera on you? Well, I don't know, to be honest, but it is. It is, it is. different. It's very different. And I feel like maybe it's the fact that I feel like I'm a guide. I'm your guide through that adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I don't know. I don't quite have that figured out yet. But the, the whole idea of you see these guys that have their phones and they're always doing these selfies. And, and I do them a little bit with, my, with the kids when they were turkey hunting. Yeah. But I'm normally filming them and for Instagram, stuff like that. I just, I, I don't know. I have a hard time with me holding the camera back on me. It's like, hey, look at me. Look at, you know, I feel like that. But I can hand that camera off to you and I can do it and I feel much more natural. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a self-conscious thing. Like I've tried, I've tried a couple, <laughs> well, <laughs> try filming yourself and yeah. it, is, it just feels uncomfortable. It doesn't, it doesn't feel real. Because you're not talking to anybody. And that's the thing is you're like, you're right. If you pretend the camera's not there and you're talking to a person, maybe that's, it's, yeah. it's a little yeah. bit more yeah, that's natural. True. That's true. Some guys are amazing at it. I mean, there's, oh yeah, you know, they can, yeah. they can switch it off. Nobody's around them. Talk to the camera and that's their audience. And they do Dwayne The Rock does that. Mm -hmm. um, but you know he's a, he's a, I would say he's probably falls into that he's a motivator I mean he yeah. you know there's there's a couple of guys like that that are out there yeah for sure for sure well this has been a great this has been a great experience for me getting to know you guys better I mean um, I'm excited to see uh, the the growth as we get back and we look at the footage and be able to say oh, hey this is good hey this this i would have liked this but but again that's just me um and my taste and what i'm wanting um there I, i'm also excited to see shots where i see it and go oh that's cool i never thought about a shot like that because i guarantee they're in there because i saw what you guys some of the stuff you were doing and it was something i would have never done so to me, that opens up my mind right. to even new creative aspects right. to tell a story. Right, and it was pretty neat to to have all of us there because you know you had the shots you wanted, Kyle had the shots he wanted, I had the shots I wanted, and just to you know have that creative ability to do that, but also follow you know direction for the project that you had the the vision. Um, so it, so it was a, it was a great experience because we kind of. Uh, came full circle. Right. I, no, uh, I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I appreciate. I mean, thanks. Thanks for inviting us out here to do this. It's it's great to get the opportunity yeah. with you, with you for sure. I mean, I met I met you at the Alpha Challenge, and we you know talked a little bit about you know living in Fort Collins. And yeah, we had some, we there, had but, some uh, common ties for sure. Yeah. Right. But it was this this is cool to experience this this part of of yeah. that. Yeah, and world. you guys aren't going to quit because I've had people quit after they go on one hunt with me. No, no, okay. I'm still here. No. I went no, well, not on one hunt with you. Uh, so I did the hunt with Lane and Eric. But yeah. Yeah, so those guys no, are this easy. Is, yeah. This is great. I mean, yeah. uh, this was a, a fun experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this this was for me especially learning about food plots and whitetail and what you do to prepare for it. And I thought, I thought hiking up a hill was was tough work. This is you know you put you put yeah, a lot the, into it. You know, there's such a chasm between whitetail hunters and western hunters, and I and I, I don't even like to use that term, but but we as western hunters tend to look at whitetail hunters as lazy they're climbing up a tree and it's, it's so far from the truth and we look at whitetail hunters as though they couldn't come out west some of the best hunters i've ever met they they're, they're whitetail hunters they come out west and they do fine oh yeah because all you got to do is 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 fool their eyes their ears and their noses that's all you gotta do those mm -hmm. three senses if you fool an animal's three senses yeah and you okay back there yeah, getting all that, uh, all that Kansas dust out yeah. of me. Uh, but if you fool those senses, you can kill anything. And I've 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 met some incredible, uh, you know, typically whitetail guys, and they come out and they just use that same oh, knowledge and right. they do fine. Right. But we like to drive this wedge about 
who we are and who they are and and, and we do it not just in in whitetail versus you know i mean we do we do it all the time it's it's crazy which is interesting to me because i come like i again i, I haven't been in this for very long and it it's interesting to me that that would even be a separation in the first place we're, we're all hunters we're all here to right. do the same yeah. thing we're all experiencing our part of the the country it's world, human whatever. nature right. though unfortunately look at the bull hunters there's this huge chasm between traditional hunters and compound shooters and then bow and rifle yep. you got bow and rifle both right. hunters right you got crossbows let's throw crossbows in the mix and see how freaking oh, yeah. how, how <laughs> right. what the comments are on instagram right, right? right you know and it's it's sad but that's that's us as humans being idiots and you know if we can get in a fist fight over a freaking football team oh you know, yep. it, it just understand that when you put people together, there's going to be arguments, right. whether it's about mundane things or or a, important things. Or jealousy. So liquid cur- courage, that's what jealousy is. Liquid a, courage. Jealousy is a jealousy, big thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, yep. you know, you can't be happy for somebody, and next thing you know, there's a reason why you know that person was able to harvest that or shoot that or kill Haters that or, gonna hate, or man. you know <laughs> the hookup on certain property and stuff like that yeah and i quit i quit listening to that a long time ago i i quit i quit i quit reading the comments i do read uh, some social media comments and i try and answer as many as possible but i don't i don't dwell on that because the haters are gonna hate they are and if i did i had people literally contact me when a young boy shot his first turkey and I got emails I even got some I had done a stupid thing and left my cell phone on Facebook page oh that's trouble I got two phone calls when that show aired because he didn't recover the turkey because he hit it in the turkey you know right in the wing bone yeah and I I mean those wing bones are something fierce on a turkey a lot of feathers yeah on the turkey too, well the turkey. and and ju- just the structure of that mm-hmm. i mean uh, broke the wing but they did they couldn't find it um it wasn't a lethal shot it's probably got, it probably ended up getting eaten by a bobcat or a coyote or something Someone but but they never found it and it was he was i think nine years old and it was his first and he wanted to kill a turkey with his bow and he was shooting plenty of poundage he was he was practicing you know anyway mm-hmm uh, and when I, when that happened, I just I told the guy that called me and just you shouldn't show that. And I said, dude, you know what? You need to reevaluate yeah. your this priorities. Is real just tell, yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah, hunting <laughs> is a full contact sport. Yeah, it and is. it's a blood sport. And yep. if you are a hunter and you don't know that, you got to re you got to rethink reevaluate that. Yep. So, yeah. Well, it's been good, man. We've only got four or five hours. I no, think about six. To be honest with you, really, <laughs> it's seven o'clock now. We'll no, be we home by time. eleven. Yeah, we got some time. Yeah, we're good. Four hours. I think we'll be home by eleven. Well, guys, thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing your thoughts. Um, any any parting words for uh, the listeners out there? Uh, just thanks that for listening. I'm hungry, and we're gonna get off here now. Uh, give give your uh, both your photography. Uh, give your Instagram pages so they can uh, go on and see some of your imagery. Oh yeah, there you go. There, you go. Matt. Mine is hunting Horton. It's actually hunting underscore Horton, isn't it? Yes. I don't know why Instagram does a lot of the underscore yeah. stuff, but but yeah, hunting H U N T I N underscore Horton, like Horton. Here's a who H O R T O N. And you are it's uh, K M underscore. Uh, photo hunt life 
Could you have made that a little I, I know, longer? it's ridiculous. Kyle, apparently Kyle Michael's already taken. Yeah. Kyle Michael's taken is actually a cousin of mine. Same well, name. I don't know how that happened. You got a cousin? I got a cousin, Kyle Michael. Same thing. Blows me away. It's, it freaked me out. Or is it Kyle Mickle? No, same. Yeah, there you go. Say it different. Yeah. So it's KM. Underscore. Photo. Underscore. Hunt. Okay. <laughs> okay. What a ridiculous. Right. I tried everything right. else. Okay. Sounds good. Well, it is. That is what it is. You yep. heard it here first, people. <laughs> and thanks for listening. As always, we want to encourage you to go out and find what inspires you. They find that wild place that inspires you. I don't care if it's your local city park and you're on the East Coast and a very populated area and you can get away and that inspires you. Embrace it. Or maybe you're like us and you've got the Rocky Mountains right out your right out your back door um, or living in Kansas, Missouri in beautiful whitetail country. Embrace it. God bless and we'll see you guys down the road.